Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me today. Um, uh, we've got another interview with CEO of a junior exploration company. Um, Zach Flood is from uh, Kenorland, and uh, they have a, uh, a quite an exceptional, um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, exploration project that I want to talk about. And they also have um, a series of other projects. They're uh, kind of a, a project generator company. They've got a strong business model. And uh, we're going to talk about with that with Zach. Zach, thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, Alan, for, uh, for inviting me on. Well, uh, let's start with the stock symbol. Yeah, uh, so we're traded on the Venture Exchange, uh, symbol KLD. We're also on the Frankfurt and the OTC. And uh, your website is? Uh, norlandminerals.com. That's K-E-N-O-R-L-A-N-D minerals.com? That's right. Good. So, uh, you know, there's the place for you to do more research on the company, but... Um, Let's uh, let's open with uh, Zach talking about your key project that we had a good conversation about the other day. I think that the uh, market isn't really um, uh, realizing the potential of that project. I, I sure saw it. So why don't you uh, lead off? Sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we were talking about the, the FROTEP project in northern Quebec, where we have a, a joint venture with Sumitomo Metal Mining company which uh, corporation which is uh, a Japanese uh, mining company um, right now the the joint venture is uh, is, is is held 80 80 percent uh, Sumitomo 20 percent Kennerland we are the operator of the project uh, and and we have been since the since the very beginning um, that earns us about 10 percent management fee on on all exploration exploration expenditures so so that's uh that's that's kind of how the ownership's held. Um, the history it's of the pretty good um, sign that they think highly of you guys as an exploration team when they, you know, they're a major uh, mining company, and they're letting you guys do the the, the work. How, how does that uh, deal break down? Is that a is that it eighty twenty and you guys participate as partners? Yeah, that's right. So we're it's a participating interest right now. Uh, the way we initially got involved with Sumitomo is, um, I mean, let's see, we can go all the way back to when Kennerland started in about 2016. It was 2017 that we we had staked uh, a large amount of Frotet Evans Greenstone Belt. Um, we staked around 56,000 hectares, so that's about 560 uh, square kilometers. And um, our, our model at that time was, you know, to, to find uh, a major mining company to fund exploration in these on these greenfields projects, and we were, we were kind of a small private company at at, uh, at that stage. And uh, so we presented a, a really coherent exploration plan about a, it was about a three year exploration plan and budget to get from you know this big greenfields project down to uh, testing a drill target conceptually. And uh, initially it starts with, uh, you know, a property-wide geochemical survey. So we carried out till sampling in 2018 and 2019. That was uh, the main focus of work on the project after we had signed the deal with, with Sumitomo. And from, um, you know, from collecting around 4,000 till samples over those two years, we uh, ended up uh, recognizing this big glacial dispersion plume uh, enriched in gold. So you know how 
I mean, Alan, you were mentioning you had spent a lot of time in the diamond business. Well, it's uh, exactly the same approach here. So we're looking for, you know, a signal where the glaciers have, they scraped over top of an ore deposit, either, you know, in this case, gold, but the same thing with the kimberlite. And they'll smear the, the minerals from that deposit down ice. And so you're actually looking for something relatively large in terms of the footprint. Uh, and then you want to trace that back to the source. So that's, that's exactly what we were, we were trying to do and, and then ended up doing. We, re, we found this big dispersion plume that was about five kilometers of uh, really highly anomalous gold in the, in the glacial till. Traced it back to the head of the till train. Um, and then at the end of 2019, early 2020, we carried out some detailed geophysics and ended up putting the first diamond holes into this area. And, uh, and, and made a high grade gold discovery. And uh, it's, it's been rapidly developing since then. Um, our initial drill program was around 8,000 meters of drilling. Before we uh, get into the drilling, yeah. I wanted to mention that, um, you know, based on my experience with, uh, with diamond exploration and sort of tracing the indicators back to the source based on the dispersion um, the, the glaciers leave scars on the earth, striations that uh, tell you the direction that the, that the, um, uh, the glaciers were moving. And the other big thing that it tells you is um, the closer to the source you get in diamonds, or in this case gold, uh, often the higher um, uh, amounts of those uh, indicators will be there. And uh, also in your case, in the case of diamonds, you're looking for indicator minerals that are not rounded, they're angular. And that tells you that you're close to the source. In your case, uh, you've got high kicks of pristine gold grains uh, and large amounts of them that tell you you're close to the source. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. So we had hundreds of pristine grains uh, within the plume when we were pretty proximal to the to the source there. And we had found boulders initially too when we uh, before we before we drilled this project and really before we even did any detailed geophysics, we went out and just did simple boulder prospecting. And, and you're talking about an area that's only a few kilometers off the route to Nord. So it was, uh, I think it surprised a lot of people out there that uh, that we had uh, discovered a new gold system. But yeah, when we did that initial boulder prospecting, um, we found, you know, a, a, a few a few sizable boulders, very angular, and uh, one of them ran up to 400 grams per ton. It was a, a large quartz vein, um, and so obviously, when you're when you're seeing that stuff at the surface, uh, it's a good indication that there's potential for uh, high grade gold mineralization in the bedrock. So yeah. well, now we know that you know the. Uh, that uh, highway is not that old. Like it's not like at the Hemlock Camp when you know you had the four, the big highway going right beside it. Um, that route the Nord is uh, fairly young. It's only been around for about what five to ten years. Uh, yeah, they they kind of opened up access to all of uh, northern Quebec with this road. A lot of the hydro projects are 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 accessed via the, the route de Nord. So it's, um, you know, it's not, it's not like a civilian highway, so to speak, but still a lot of people travel it and a lot of prospectors obviously use it to, to gain access to Northern Quebec as well. So it's uh, really opened up a large key area for uh, mineral exploration. Yeah, it has the James Bay region, um, you know, 
historically was pretty underexplored and then and then the discovery of Eleanor with Virginia Mines obviously brought a lot more attention to it um, and today it's quite active there's a lot going on up there so we're kind of right kind of on the southern end of the James Bay region or northern north of north of the Abitibi so and the froth that I used to uh, I used to get Andre Gumond on the shows fairly often and uh uh, he's the guy who found Eleanor, and I once asked him, I said, J Andre, you know, you spent your whole career in the James Bay Lowlands. Why? He said, well, the geology is great, it's underexplored, and I could spend the rest of my career here. And that's exactly what he did, and now you're kind of following in those footsteps, if you will. Yeah, we're... Uh... We're definitely we've we, we've definitely had our eyes on on James Bay for a long time. We actually just staked a whole lot of ground up there and did a deal with a, a lithium company as well because there's obviously potential for lithium pegmatites up there. But the Frode Ted Evans belt, what what brought us here was this was the Troilus gold deposit, which has a huge endowment. There's about seven million ounces there. So anytime you're in a geologic terrain, with, and how uh, close is that to you guys? And it's about, uh, and also are they are you in the same kind of rock packages looking for the same kind of stuff? Yeah, so it's it's not really the same rock package. I'd say it's kind of a different domain within the belt itself. But the it, what's interesting is the the host rock. We are, you know, this gold system that we have at Renault is hosted within a diorite, um, diorite to tonalite intrusive complex. And that's similar to uh, Troilus, which is on the kind of peripheral of a, of a big diorite body as well. So it's got that um in, in intrusion related maybe spatially related um but uh also gen potentially genetically related but uh yeah that's uh you know it's it's a seven million ounce gold system up there so it's it that definitely shows you that there's potential for um for that size of deposit in the belt and uh and also statistically we thought that there probably was one other significant gold deposit it would be strange to have one single multi-million ounce deposit in a belt somewhere not a single other significant uh gold system so i think we've uh we're on to that other gold system that could be really significant so now let's get on to the exciting stuff the truth machine you're drilling success you uh you had some success which brought in um, a big partner and why don't you detail some of that for us yeah, totally. So the, I, I guess it goes back to the initial drilling in 2020. Um, the, the discovery hole really, we, we refer to a lot as, as hole number seven. So the seventh hole that we drilled out here and that hit 29 meters at, at uh, 8.47 grams per ton, including 11 meters at 18. Um, we had since then followed up in 20, earlier this year, we released um, some results from the second kind of big phase of drilling uh where we hit 5.72 meters at 90.56 grams per ton including 3.89 at 132 grams per ton so really really high grade gold mineralization and there's a really high grade silver associated with that as well which is kind of unique for for a orogenic gold system we also had some a big step out to the west that was on r1 what we're calling so we're starting to define these vein corridors so we have r1 r2 so R1 is kind of where that discovery hole is made and we're, we're systematically stepping out along that as well. Um, one of the big step outs in earlier this year that we announced at 25 meters at 6.29 grams per ton as well, which was a few hundred meters to the west. 
Um, and then R2 has produced some uh, really exciting drill results as well. Um, most notably, uh, there was uh, the second hole we drilled of that discovery program at uh, 3.75 meters at 16 grams, and there was a higher grade interval within that too. But um, but uh, so R2 is developing well into or developing nicely into to a second structure, and then R1 is really where our current drill program is really focusing on on stepping out and infilling there. So we're putting about 10,000 meters into R1. Uh, there's about uh, another kind of 4,000 meters or so going into R2, and then we have another few thousand meters that are plugging around uh, the discovery area, looking for you know what could potentially be the R3 and R4, um, because we have a lot of hits peripheral to R1 and R2 that uh, are probably associated with other structures as well. So the way we see this kind of unfolding in a geologic sense is you have this rigid diorite body that you know, extends a few kilometers uh, within this big east-west shear zone, and that diorite body is rotating and cracking and forming these 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 veins, kind of you know, stacked north to south. They're, they're, the veins are generally trending east-west, um, but uh, you know, within this two-kilometer kind of north-south corridor, we have we have these east-west veins. So there's R1, R2, um, and I think we're going to see R3, R4, etc. Um, and, and really, we haven't even scratched the surface in terms of the depth potential on these. We've, we're right now we're drilling down to about 300 meters, uh, which is which is still very shallow on the structure. Um, as as we all know, these orogenic cold systems can extend you know multiple kilometers deep. So it's a it's a exciting times to to be advancing a, a new discovery, especially yeah. a high grade old discovery. A couple things really stood out to me um, when I spoke with you the other day. Not only is the uh, high grade that that always gets me going. I'm a high grade gold junkie. Um, but what's important when you're looking at a high grade vein is the continuity of the um, uh, the gold mineralization along strike at depth. And importantly, also, I think something that not a lot of people always look at is across the drill hole. Um, so what stood out when I when I looked closely at your, your cross sections was that, yes, you had excellent continuity of the a long strike, which is suggestive of what you're going to find at depth, but it was across the distribution across the vein as well was quite uh, quite eye-opening for me. I, I'm glad I gave you that call that day, uh, uh, Zach. Yeah, it's uh, that that is I think what separates this this particular system from many others, and I think we're going to continue seeing it is the the tenor of gold. It's extremely high grade. Um, we have samples within within these zones that are running. You know, over 250 grams per ton um, individual samples within the intervals, um, and of course, I mentioned that boulder that we found initially that ran 400 grams per ton. So it seems to be kind of a, a characteristic of the system is to is the potential for for very high grades for those bonanza grades, multi ounce per ton, and um, and you don't need to define a lot of uh, a lot of tonnage uh, when you're at really high grades to. Uh, to build ounces so it's um that's obviously why we like them and and aside from obviously the economic implications of underground mining as well 
but yeah, as you mentioned, the continuity along strike, I mean, every, every hole that we've drilled through R1 looks like potentially economic intercept. They're not all, you know, hundred gram meter hits, but, um, but they're all uh, everything. Every time we've pierced that, that plane of, of the, of the vein structure of R1, um, it looks, it looks like it's in, in that economic territory for an underground gold mine. And uh, I think and the those more... are widely spaced holes too. So it stands to reason as you tighten up your drilling, which you're doing right now, um, you'll get a bit much better sense for the continuity of the high grade, a long strike and a depth. Yeah, and, and, and really importantly too, finding those, those pl the, the, the kind of plun the plunging shoots that could you know, be bigger and higher grade where you have a lot of that, that mineralization and veining focus. Um, so that's, you know, step one is find the plane of mineralization. Step two is kind of drill it off and then ideally understand your controls on, on the plunge, um, which we're, which we're be beginning to understand now after, after putting, you know, 10,000 plus meters into R1. Um, and the strike, it's, it's looking good in terms of strike. We're, we're kind of at around 800 meters of strike now. It's open east west and down uh down dip um so so r1's looking really good and r2 as well is developing really uh really nicely into another significant uh another significant structure so well you bring up a good point there because um you know i i don't think that investors really understand in, in these high grade systems of orogenic nature like for example the swan zone at uh, fosterville in australia the strike length, I think, is like about 150 meters. Um, yep. But what's important is the, the depth dimension on that. Uh, and you're not talking about very wide either. So you're looking for a thin little uh, lens uh, that's extremely high grade and very profitable to mine. So 800 meters is quite exceptional for what you're looking for. Yeah, no, it, that's uh, that's exactly right. Um, these the strike length of a of of some of the plunges, some of the higher grade shoots in in these in these gold systems can be less than that, even like fifty meters in strike. Uh, you see Amex, you know, they've got these these you know really kind of limited strike, but but it's going down two kilometers, and the continuity along that uh, that shoot is uh, is is tremendous. So that's really important is to understand the, the, the controls on the, on the geometry of, of those high grade shoots. And um, you can't really understand that until you systematically drill off, um, you know, a vein like we're doing right now on, on 50, right now we're taking it down to about 50 meter centers uh, on the long section. So I think that's gonna give us a pretty good understanding of where to go from there. Um, so yeah, it's a... Uh, you know, that brings me back earlier. I said there was a few things that stood out to me on this project. The other one is, uh, and I think is very crucial, not only do I think you have what looks like a very exciting vein already, uh, but there is potential for multiple veins in this system. And by understanding the, uh, the plunge, you get a sense of what could happen depending on faulting and what not like that. But you get a sense for how to look for other really good looking veins. 
Totally. Yeah. And this, this program, like we're so it's such early days, like this was the, the drill program that's underway right now is, um, is following up on our understanding of just the general strike length. So, you know, the, the, the previous drill program to this, we didn't even know which way the veins were, were striking. So we, we had an idea that, you know, they could be going Northwest uh, or sorry, Northeast to Southwest or North Northeast, um, or they could have been going East West. And it took, you know, it took a bit of drilling around the discovery hole at 007 to actually kind of link up and, and link up some of the hits and realize that the, the veins actually going East West. And now, that we have that understanding now we're going in and infilling and, and drilling out along strike of that so it it really is like it's a you know there's there's steps involved in in a discovery and understanding a new a new a new mineral system like this and um <clears throat> we're still at the at the early days so a you know find the system b find the strike now we're at kind of c find the geometry of the of the plunge of the plunge of potential high grade shoots well don't forget that part about finding the sweet high grade yeah, that's that's the key. I think. <laughs> um, uh, you know, one thing that I've always I, I've I've been very fortunate throughout my career to have some exceptional uh, mentors in geology, geophysics, and geochemistry. And one thing I've really prided myself on is my ability to um, recognize things early. And as you said, you guys are really early in this, but what you've found so far is quite exciting. Um, I, I'm shocked that more people aren't aware of what you guys are doing, but I'll, I'll try to help uh, that part. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And I'm really glad that you, uh, you recognize that. We've, been, we've definitely been talking about it a lot, but uh, you know, it's, um, it, it's not very often that you see a greenfields discovery kind of unfolding and it doesn't happen overnight. And uh, um, it takes a lot of drilling to really prove something up and, and convince the masses that this is, uh, this is really significant. But like you said, you know, if you can recognize it early, then that's, that's a great opportunity for, for investors as well. But uh, Absolutely. Especially when you, you know, you've got such a big partner. Those guys are sharp dudes at Sumitomo. Yeah, they are. They're very technically savvy. Um, they've operated numerous high-grade underground gold mines. Pogo was the last, or, well, they have Pogo up in Alaska, which was a you know, complex underground high-grade gold system. And then Hishikari, which is one of the world's highest-grade underground gold mines uh, in Japan. And, and that's their- In the world, I think. Yeah, yeah, sorry, in the world. And- um, and, and and it's it's uh, it's really great to have a partner that uh, is also you know has the capability to advance things materially in a in a in a in a rapid manner too if if they if they choose to uh, these things cost a lot of money to drill out and they take a lot of time so I mean we're talking um, you know we're we're going to be around. 50, almost 50,000 meters into it after this drill program. Um, and it's going to take a, a significant amount more drilling to really cut, start to define something. And I mean, you could see, you could see it happening with Great Barracks and, and Amex as well. Those are two relatively young discoveries. Um, one on the LP fault, the other one there in the, on the Jacoby deformation zone and in the Abitibi. And, and they take hundreds of thousands of meters to drill and, and, equally you know as, as, as a, uh, a 
large amount of money, large amount of capital. So, you well, know, and you have that 80, 20 JV. So, you know, you guys only have to put up 20% of the money. So you get a large bang for your buck. Uh, when the other partner is putting in 80% of every dollar. Definitely. Yeah. We, we just, you know, for on a per share basis, as, as the, as the project itself um, advances and, and hopefully increases in value, uh, Kennerland's getting its share of it, but we're only putting in and only diluting our, 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 when we have to finance, we're only diluting as much as we need to hold that 20%. So it's a trade-off. Um, it's a trade-off for sure, but also you have to recognize the, the, the amount of risk involved in, in these discoveries as well. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's all, it's very risky still at, at all these early stages until it's all said and done and drilled off and you have a economic study on something, there's still a huge amount of risk involved in, in all this. And, and the, the dollar figure just keeps growing as you need to advance it more and more. So, um, I think Kennerland's pretty comfortable just, you know, maintaining its, its, its 20% right now and, and, uh, and seeing where it goes. Well, that brings up the final thing I want to talk about today, Zach, is your business model. You, you struck me as a very sensible guy. Um, and um, one thing that I, you know, I've been in this business since 1993, and I don't really see a lot of juniors that operate with a good sound business model. And um, so let's touch on that, touch on a little bit of your other projects and then we'll wrap it up. How's that, uh, Zach? Cause I, you know, I, I, I like that level headed uh, and smart exploration uh, business plan. Yeah, definitely. We're, um, I think, uh, you know, going back to when we started the company in 2016, it's not, this company wasn't formed like uh, a lot of the other companies you see on the board there were, um, uh, you know, we, we, we really bootstrapped it. A lot of our own money personally went in. The founders are all still working with the company. Uh, and when we created it in 2016, the idea was really to grow a kind of almost sustainable business. Um, it's tough to be completely sustainable as a, as a junior explorer, but you can try to offset some of the, some of the capital costs by uh, bringing in partners to fund exploration. So that's, that, that was always our, our goal initially was, you know, to, to stake, stake ground and bring in ideally majors who understand what, it, what, what, a, what a real Greenfields exploration project takes which is, you know, millions of dollars and multiple years to get to a, a drill target. So uh, we've tried partnering up with, with majors. We worked with Freeport up in Alaska. Uh, we have two projects that we're working with uh, Sumitomo on in Quebec. We have a, another project that's optioned to Newmont Corporation in Quebec. And recently we signed another deal with, uh, with Barrick in Ontario. So I think that that shows the you know, the, the type of partners we're looking for on these projects, um, they understand Well, that. you know, it's one thing to look for those kind of partners, Zach, it's to attract those kind of partners requires thorough and smart exploration. And, and you guys have the formula for how to do that to bring the kind of projects that majors are looking for and then doing the deals. For sure. And then carrying out the exploration as well. We have a, a, a really great team that can actually handle all this exploration. We've got the capacity to, to manage all the operations. Uh, this year, we, we managed $17 million in exploration. 
uh, a large part of that's partner funded and um, and and you know the, the kind of icing on the cake for this model is that we can generate revenue through managing the exploration and collecting management fees so there's about two million dollars in revenue coming into the company this year which more than covers our, our overheads and that is unique as well in the junior exploration space is, is having that revenue is really important to again kind of minimize dilution and um, and and uh, I think that's uh, key to longevity. Because, well, uh, and you know, it's not easy to keep a team and the cost of that team together. And most companies end up diluting themselves to cr crazy to try to keep those teams. But because you've got these uh, uh, the revenue coming in from the operating the exploration. Uh, you can keep a really strong team together and not uh, over dilute your stock. Definitely. And keep, keep everyone excited because we're doing tons of exploration and that's what geologists love to do is, is, is go out and uh, keep turning ground, keep collecting samples, keep drilling holes. And there's a lot going on inside the company. And that's, uh, you know, I think it's, a, it's important for morale within the team and also our investors. They always have something new to look forward to. And uh, we're going to have a ton of results coming out this fall. So it's uh, got a couple big drill programs that happened this year and um, more drilling in the winter and, uh, and, and a lot of our, our targets from our pipeline projects, which are fairly early stage, are, are starting to, uh, to get to that drill stage as well. So um, yeah, we're just, we're all about just doing as much exploration as possible, trying to minimize that dilution and, uh, you know, create a real kind of dynamic exploration company that's different than, than most others out there. Well, and you know, the truth machine is called that, uh, the drilling is what gets everybody excited. So let's talk a little bit before we close off on about what is pending and, uh, and then what's, uh, you know, near term pending, if you will. For sure. So the two big drill programs that were going on this summer were uh, FROTET, which we just talked about. There was a, an 18,000 meter drill program. That's We're about three quarters of the way through that right now. Um, so that's going to be you know, a, a steady flow of results into the fall here. Um, and we will be releasing results as we have kind of a significant batches of those results uh, ready to go and, and, and compiled and interpreted. And then the other drill program that we that we carried out this year was in the Good Pastor District of Alaska, up near Pogo. That's our, on our Healy project, and Healy was a, a project that we optioned from Newmont. And credit to Newmont, they really did uh, flesh out a, a, a brand new gold system that no one's ever recognized up there after multiple years of doing regional exploration. And we kind of have, have carried it into the drilling phase, the initial maiden diamond drill program. So we drilled about 5,200 meters up there this summer on that maiden drill program. Um, we're going to wait for all the results to come back from that, and we'll be releasing kind of the total, the total program all at once uh, in the fall once we've uh, you know had a had a had a you know been able to digest everything in terms of the geologic interpretation and geophysics and 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 whatnot. Um, so that's all probably going to come out November, just December, just based on the, the turnaround times right now, which are about two months on, at the labs. Um, and then some of our other projects that are that are getting closer to drill stage uh, is Jacoby. So we should have something coming out on that pretty soon. That's in the central Abitibi. We've done about two years of systematic 
geochemical sampling there, and we're 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 at a coherent uh, till anomaly that we're we're going to be kind of applying detailed geophysics on, and then ideally we'll be diamond drilling it by early next year. That's all contingent on whether or not Sumitomo puts up the funding for it. Um, and uh, and then Shabistawan, which is our project with Newmont. Uh, again, that's that's one where we've you know carried out this large scale property wide till sampling last year. This year we did follow up phase two till sampling. Right now we're, we got we have prospectors out in the field um, doing that boulder prospecting, and then hopefully we'll be hitting it with detailed geophysics and again refining it to to drill stage pretty quickly here. Um, so so those are kind of the main things to look out for uh, in terms of in terms of drilling. Um, we have a lot of other ex, uh, activity happening on on some of our uh, other projects. Uh, uh, obviously, the deal we just signed with with Barrick, they they have people on the ground right now carrying out property wide till program in the Red Lake district. That's covering about seventy thousand hectares. Um, we have uh, we have the Tanacross project up in Alaska, which is an advanced stage porphyry copper gold system. Um, we did a huge amount of surface work in geophysics up there this summer, so we'll collate all that data and, and uh, we'll, I'm sure there's going to be some great drill targets that come out of that one as well. So, you know, I think the, the key for us is, is, you know, having this kind of pipeline of projects uh, from really early grassroots stage, property-wide, you know, geochemical sampling into that uh, target definition, you know, and then initial drill stage and then uh, we do have some obviously advanced drilling at the Renault discovery as well so if we can keep that that pipeline flowing and keep testing you know um, new targets new discoveries will be made I, I can almost guarantee that so well you know it kind of strikes me and as you were talking you your business model is very much like someone I brought up earlier Andre Gumond and um uh, and his Eleanor discovery that was bought out. Then they spun out assets into a new company, which was bought out. Then they spun out assets again to a new company that was bought out. Now he's retired. Um, and I think he's just an investor and an advisor. Uh, but you know what, um, what was the big start of that success was the, they decided not to spit to uh, joint venture Eleanor. Do you have any of those kind of projects that you might keep for yourself? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly what we're looking at up at Healy, uh, one that we just drill tested. It was, um, the target was too attractive to, to try to, you know, partner out. We were staring at a, at a, at a, at a large golden soil, multiple large golden soil anomalies in an area that hadn't been drilled. The geology looked really favorable. Um, Newmont's Blake sampling kind of indicated that that was an area where there was a big gold system. There was some multiple catchments that were running anomalous in gold. So when when enough you know when enough uh, of these boxes are ticked uh, and the target looks attractive enough, um, it's worth taking. You know we'll take we'll take a shot at things every once in a while if the drill target's that obvious. Uh, we're not going to do that with all of our projects. We still, you know, want want the majority of our of our of our exploration funding coming from partners. And it's interesting you say that about Eleanor because uh, the story I heard was that it, uh, they were trying to option that out, and they just no one uh, no one uh, no one made an offer on it. No one wanted to to fund that. Uh, 
and they just so they kept advancing it until they had made the, dis the discovery themselves and at that point it was obviously too uh too late for other other partners to fund and so they carried on themselves so, so well there was two good things to learn from that in a project generator model one is that you know sometimes you find something that you you want to drill yourself um, the second thing is that series of being able to spin out you know they bought they bought alien they bought Eleanor, but then they could take all those other assets and build another company that was bought out take all that was left over and build another company that was taken over so you know, I, I think that that's, um, you strike me as uh, a young Andre Gumond, uh, Zach. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's a very nice thing to say. Andre is, uh, is, is, is an amazing entrepreneur in this, in this industry. I look up to him. Uh, I look up to him a lot and uh, hopefully so we repeat the success of Virginia Mines. That would be nice. Yeah, Virginia Gold, Virginia Gold Mines, Virginia Mines, you know, he did it, serial entrepreneur. So, um, well, let's wrap it up. Uh, was there any closing comments you wanted to make, Zach, before I close things off? No, I think I think we covered a lot of it. Um, you know, everyone listening, just keep an eye out for a lot of results this fall and uh, hang in there. And this, it's been a tough gold market, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're still out there, head down adding value and advancing all these projects, which is, you know, that's what we're here to do. So, and we enjoy it very much. And th thanks a lot, Alan, for uh, bringing me on. Well, it's been my pleasure and I'm going to close things off and I'm going to say, you know, I think it comes out as to what I look for in a project specifically, and especially in high grade systems is the continuity a long strike at depth. Amex Exploration is a sponsor of my website. I've interviewed them a lot and that's what they found. And I tapped into that at the early stages. And I think we've got another one of those kind of success stories. But I also like the business plan. Um, you know, Zach and his team, he's able to put a good team together that does good work, that enables them to get revenue coming in. Uh, as operators of the project and uh, keep that team together doing good work. But in a, even on a more grander scale, um, this has the flavor to me of, uh, of what happened to Virginia Gold when they made the discovery of Eleanor and uh, the spin out potential and keep going. And if you get yourself as, an, uh, as a uh, project generator, a lot of good projects, and you have success on those projects, that's the kind of path you can follow. And um, um, Andre has been a guest on my shows. Uh, I've spoken with Andre Gamon many times. I consider him a mentor. And what made me really impressed with Andre as he ran an exploration company like a business. I think that's what Zach and his team at Knorland is doing. So as always, my shows are for information purposes only. It's important for you to do your homework. I suggest you check out their website, look at their, uh, their, uh, their um, corporate presentation. There's a lot of good information in there. Take a look at the uh, the cross sections of the drill holes and you'll see the the continuity along strike on wide spacing 
and uh, the continuity inside each drill hole. And I think that's what tells me that they're onto something quite impressive. And I think that's what told Sumitomo as well. So do your homework and check out their website. And I'm sure they're available for phone calls too. So you'll find their number on there. And uh, this is a really good one for you to do your homework on. Take care, we'll talk to you soon.